You are listening to Forward, a podcast of island readers and writers. This is your host, Taylor Mace. My guest today is author and illustrator Eliza Wheeler. She is the illustrator of a dozen picture books, including the most recent Home in the Woods and Miss Maple's Seeds. Eliza, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Taylor. Now, Eliza, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got onto this career path of illustrating children's books? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I grew up drawing a lot. Um, I think probably most illustrators you talk to say the same thing. Um, Just kind of always with a crayon in my hand, wherever we went, it was kind of the the thing I did, you know, without any effort. Um, And so, yeah, I always just loved art uh, in school. And I went to college for, I didn't really know what illustration was um, or really the difference between any any type of creative job. Um, It was the idea going to college was try to go into something that used your skills, but you could get work or make a living doing. So I went to, I went to college for graphic design. Um, And through, through that program and actually figuring out what graphic design is, I, I struggled a bit in that um, graphic design is, is primarily using the computer and it's very digital and, and um, I realized painting and drawing was really my passion. So that's always what I was doing on the side. And I was always trying to squeeze in drawing into my design work. Um, and then I spent several years working in graphic design um, and drawing on the, on the side and kind of came across, you know, I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do more drawing, but just didn't really know about doing children's books as a career path. It wasn't a clear option. Um, And so it wasn't until I found the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, um, for short, SCBWI, Um, And I went to the first conference, this big uh, national summer conference that they put on in Los Angeles. And that was kind of my like, oh, wow, you can do this. And this could be a career path. And I just knew right away that's what I wanted to do. And can you tell us um, about the first book you illustrated? Yeah, so the first book I illustrated um, was my own book. Well, I did, I did some illustration uh, work for hire before kind of educational books and projects before my first kind of official trade book called Miss Maple Seeds. Um, And that was my own book that I wrote. So 
Um, it, it just was kind of an amazing experience that being my first book, uh, working with Nancy Paulson at Penguin Books and, you know, having this amazing publishing team uh, to have that kind of debut experience with. How do you do your illustrations? What medium do you use? Yeah, it it varies depending on the book project, actually. So my primary materials are um, watercolor paints and pen and ink um, using India ink and kind of the old fashioned dip pens that you'll see. Um, So those are my primary materials. I do some digital collaging as well. And so some of my books, like for example, Miss Maple Seeds and Home in the Woods, I did entirely painted and drawn, um, which we call that traditional um, medium. And so in that case, I'll ship the paintings to the publisher and they scan it in and work on making that into the book form. Um, for other books, um, for example, uh, When You Are Brave, written by Pat Zietlow Miller, um, and a new book that I worked on um, that'll be coming out next year by her as well called When I'm With You, um, those had more digital elements. So I'll kind of paint some things, scan it in, and then work on it digitally. So yeah, it kind of depends on the book and the story and the look that I'm going for, for each book. Um, I think each book has a little bit of its own, uh, its own look. I just love the, the look of Home in the Woods. It oh, is, thank you. Um, obviously we're on a podcast, I can't show you, but the illustrations are just um, beautiful and, and the way the style in which you did them, it really does sort of transport you to a different time. And this book is um, just just very special. Um, can you share the history behind this one? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Home in the Woods is is a really special project to me personally, um, and I'm, I'm glad it feels special to you um, too. I I had finished my first book, Miss Maple Seeds, and was chatting with my editor, Nancy Paulson, and um, kind of, she was asking me about ideas I had for other book projects, and I had a handful of ideas to kind of pitch to her as possibilities, Um, and it just felt like this kind of last minute whim that I threw in the the story of my grandma's childhood. Um, When my grandma was about six years old, she had seven siblings and uh, uh, her her dad um, suddenly passed away and they they found themselves homeless. This is 1932, so middle of the Great Depression. And um, they, found a shack to live in that was about a a half a mile or a mile into the woods. So really middle of the woods, no roads going into it. Um, And they lived there for about five years. And, And growing up when I was little, 
she told me a lot of stories, me and my cousins, you know, I feel like we all grew up hearing about how they didn't have toys and they had to hunt and pick berries and grow their own food. And it was so, um, you know, it felt like a very like pioneering kind of story hearing it as a, as a kid. And I feel like we were always really entranced with her stories and, so, yeah, I, I didn't ever think I would make it into a, a picture book like this. You know, I think I always thought it, it's too personal. It's too specific to just, you know, my family and my grandma's family story. Um, but it was it was great to just, you know, Nancy Paulson, um, she really when she heard that, she was like, you have to write that story. That is a book, you know, do that. <laughs> and so it was really great to have her encouragement and just her, um, yeah, she was so like certain that it was, it was a great, great material for a book. And so it took me a, a good six years to write it and really find the like voice of the story and the format, you know, telling it in those over the course of a year and those four seasons. Um, it just took a long time to figure out where to start the story and where to end it and what to focus on. Um, and then it took about another year to do the illustrations. So it was about a seven year a book in the making. During that process, um, did you rely on your grandmother's memories um, to depict this home in the woods? Or is it something, the the way that it looks and the clothes that they're wearing, is that something that came from you? Yeah, um, a lot of, a lot of, you know, talking to my grandma and asking questions. And, and at the time that I was working on the book, um, three of her siblings were alive. And so um, I was able to chat with them and ask a lot of questions about, you know, how did you do this? And what did it look like? And, um, and so they kind of, they, they helped guide a lot of the visual memories. But I also did, because there, there weren't really any pictures, there are just a few pictures of them when they're young. Um, but no pictures of the shack. And, and so I, I had to do a lot of research, like Googling um, photographs from the 1930s and trying to just find a lot of real, real world photo reference that I could also draw on. So it was kind of this combination of photography and memory that I was working off of to um, you know, make the look of the shack and the characters and their clothing and the stuff that they had. Um, yeah, I can fall down a pretty big rabbit hole when it comes to doing vi visual research. So um, I probably had way more material, you know, than I needed. But I think what's been really cool about, about this book kind of an unexpected audience or it, I think it, it's probably it should be pretty obvious um, a lot of grandparents who like to read you know with their young grandchildren and a lot of um, I've just heard from a lot of readers saying that they it seems like you know grandparents and grandchildren are 
able to talk, you know, the kids are able to ask the grandparents about their childhood growing up. And, you know, maybe many of them are uh, uh, slightly younger than the, you know, depression era, but even they have stories from their parents who lived through the Great Depression or maybe immigrated from other countries. And so it's been super cool to hear that um, my capturing of, of a family story is kind of inspiring kids and their parents and grandparents to talk about their own family stories. And that's, that's super exciting. I love that. And how um, in your, not, in your author's note, how you uh, mention, you know, this, this generation is, is getting older. And if you haven't captured your, your families or your grandparents or great grandparents story that, that now is the time to do it. And that's definitely um, inspiring and something that, um, yeah, it's, it's great when you can connect generations through a picture book. It's wonderful. Yeah. So cool. What books did you read as a child or that, that still stand out in your memory? Mm, Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. It's so funny. I get asked that question and of course I blank out a lot. Um, but the books that come to mind that I loved, um, a snowy day was a picture book. I loved Ezra Jack Keats. Um, and uh, The Little House by Virginia Lee Burton, I loved. These are kind of classic, classic books. I l- also really loved Richard, Sc- Richard Scary. I loved his like big word, big word books. And, um, you know, it's just such a exploratory, like all the details of the world <laughs> piled into a book. Um, I just loved that. And I think I'm still super inspired my art now by Richard Scarry, I'm always kind of trying to get all the detail in there because I think like kids have a specific ability to be super visual and and notice all super tiny details that I think adults kind of glaze over. It's just kind of part of the background. And um, I remember as a kid really pouring over the visuals of books. So yeah, those are some that come to mind. Where do you go to um, write and create? Mm. Mostly I work in my studio, which is a room in, we, we live in an apartment um, in Minneapolis. And so it's a, it's a separate room that I'm excited to be able to close the door on it when I need to, or close myself in when I need to. Um, So that's where I do most of my work. I do like to go for a lot of walks and um, get into nature. And every time I try to send myself on some sort of nature retreat, I I usually do really good work um, while I do that. So being around trees and water is, is also very good for the creative process. Who are some current um, authors and illustrators that you keep up with or enjoy their work? The illustrators that I feel like I'm looking at a lot right now, um, I love Julia Sarda, um, Isabel Arsenault, Beatrice Almanga. 
Um, those are a few illustrators that I'm just really uh, taken with their their work. Those are living current illustrators working right now. Kate DiCamillo is um, absolutely wonderful author. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna think of 20 names after yeah. this, but okay. <laughs> the best I can do. <laughs> Did you feel that the pandemic um, helped your creative process or hindered it? Um, it, it's kind of a mixed, a mixed bag, I would say. Um, I'm a, I'm a very kind of independent, uh, introverted artist. So working on my own and, and being isolated is pretty, is, is already how I work. Um, so there wasn't any adjustment in terms of having to change, you know, my location or um, change my routine a whole lot. I think uh, it, it felt like the digital realm really exploded in terms of, you know, far more calls and Zooms and um, emailing and contact that really ramped up. And, and so I, I feel like that was the most challenging aspect of just really kind of keeping my time and space well cushioned. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at uh, bouncing back and forth between a lot of things. It'll take me kind of a long time to create a, a creative bu bubble and, and then get some really deep work done. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a mixture of being great because, you know, everything slowed down in terms of plans and traveling and getting together and socializing. So that was really nice to be able to just have the excuse to, to be a little more isolated. Um, uh, so yeah, a little bit of, a little bit of both. And can you share what you're working on now? Yes. Um, I'm working on a couple things. Um, the main, main picture book project I'm working on right now is illustrating a picture book um, for HarperCollins Publishers. Um, and it is called What Rosa Brought. And it's written by Jacob Seeger Weinstein. Um, and he, it, it's a book about his mom when she was young and um, his Jewish mom and her Jewish parents living in Vienna in 1939. Um, and trying to get out of Vienna with the Nazi invasion. Um, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty wild uh, topic for a picture book, but it's, it's written in a very um, kid-friendly way. And I think brings up some pretty amazing conversations. So yeah, it's an exciting picture book. Um, and hopefully we'll do that same thing, talk, help parents and grandparents talk with their kids about their memories and family stories.
Is there something that you're drawn to with with history or or historical picture books? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I've done this would be my fourth picture book that has, you know, a time and place and history and it's interesting. I love I love historical time periods. I love the visuals of them and doing visual research. Um, I did a picture, I illustrated a picture book biography of J.R.R. Tolkien called John Ronald's Dragons. Um, And that was just another one. So fun to do this deep dive into a a specific time and place in history. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely drawn to that at the same time, I have these other picture books that I work on that are completely imaginary and joyful and, um, and made up. And so it's, I almost like to, to switch, you know, do one project that's historical and another one that isn't. Um, and it's a nice way to kind of give myself a break from, maybe doing a lot of the research and, and it's, it's a lot more time consuming, I would say, to do the historical picture book projects. Um, but uh, yeah, so sometimes I just then like to escape into my imagination and, and go crazy and draw things without checking that it, it is the correct uh, item from that particular time period. <laughs> Well, Eliza, thank you so much for talking with me today and we will be on the lookout for what Rosa brought and work in the future. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, feature me here. For more about Island Readers and Writers programs, visit www.islandreadersandwriters.org.